What's up, y'all? Welcome back to KMAC NYC. My name is Katie Mack, and good morning, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday. I am uh, not 100% awake yet, so I got a little bit of a sleepy voice thing going on, but that's okay. I know you like that shit. <laughs> so, where are we this week? I'm definitely feeling a little better than I was last week. Last week was the ghetto. And speaking of ghetto, I just want to say living in an apartment building is the ultimate ghetto. Like, I just, I've come to highly hate it. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you you know why. You know, people are just animals and peasants, and I'm just, I'm just over it. So, I feel like I'm in a place that I'm not really quite sure how to get out of. I don't know why quite came out like that, but (laughs) I'm I'm feeling very stuck again. You know, Boxer is a lot. It has been a lot. It continues to be a lot. It's tough trying to raise, (laughs) trying to raise money during a pandemic. You know, a friend of mine told me, you know, basically, Katie, what you're doing is you're attempting the impossible. You're attempting to make a movie without any financial backing, you know, without any, you know, concrete financial backing. And it's hard, especially during a pandemic. So y'all are probably going to hear a leaf blower in the back. It's not even 8 o'clock and these motherfuckers are downstairs blowing leaves. Like, I just don't get it. Like, you don't realize that hundreds of people live here and maybe... We're fucking podcasting. <sighs> okay, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> I have it. Matter of fact, let me sip this tea. Let me sip this tea a little bit. So, I'm doing a detox. This is day four for me, and I tried the Maya and Queen of Fuwa detox. You know, first and last time. That's number one, uh, because I know I could have did more research and found definitely found a cheaper way to do this detox. But I knew that my body needed, it needed a reset, you know, in every way possible. So in the past week or so, I've lost about 10 pounds. Yes, even though I'm on day four. This, it's mainly uh, liquids and, you know, juicing. I do eat some solids, some, like, greens and stuff, and, um, a little bit of rice, mostly vegetables, but, um, I have to say, I do feel a lot better within my body as far as, you know, less lethargic, you know, uh, definitely less heavy, like I feel like I'm lighter on my feet, which is actually really good because I I felt heavy. Um, I was at about 159, 160, and that's the heaviest I've ever been. I definitely blame quarantine. Um, So back in college, I was 150. I'm at about 148, 147 right now. 146, 147 is my target weight for this film. Uh, My character is of the welterweight boxing class, so 
I could, I could sit anywhere between 145 and 150 for that. So um, it's coming along. You know, I definitely feel thinner. Uh, so my clothes aren't fitting <laughs> the way they used to. But then again, some clothes I couldn't get into anymore that I can. So that's exciting. I don't know why I'm not going anywhere because COVID. But yeah, so I digress. You know, I feel like I'm kind of stuck. You know, I'm in talking to my actors. I realized something, you know, recently, and that is I miss, I miss acting. You know, I miss being a student of the craft. And I mean, I feel like I still, it's still there. I still have it, but I miss studying and and. You know, being an executive producer and, and directing and all these things for this feature film has kind of moved me away from, you know, being able to focus on that. So, you know, I am acting in the movie and I'm going to have to find time and space to kind of be able to go into, you know, that realm of, of, of the studying and you know, the character work. I have, I do, you know, here and there. Um, but I know that I'm going to have to kind of buckle down soon and really get into it. But, yeah, so shout out to everybody that has donated, shared, told somebody about the Boxer Film Campaign. I'm incredibly grateful and thankful that you uh, believe in this project and, you know, believe in me. So it it, it definitely means a lot. You know, I'm I'm always like surprised when I see somebody like repost <laughs> or post about boxer. You know, because people are people are you know stingy with with likes and and sharing and reposting and you know shouting out and all of those things. Internet is a really fucking weird place. You know what I mean? You got people that are watching your every move but will never say anything, will never support you. Then you got people that you've known for, like, your entire life that haven't supported you in the way that you probably needed them to. So it's just like a whole mind fuck for me, you know. Um, and through it all, I'm trying to stay positive. But sometimes, you know, I'm human. I have my days. So, so Yeah. You know, I I also feel like there are a handful of other things that, you know, have been kind of uh, pulling my interest to, you know, so I'm not, I'm kind of trying to figure out if I'm still as passionate about filmmaking as I've always been because there are other things I want to do, you know, um, Honestly, I feel like filmmaking will keep a motherfucker broke. It will keep you broke. And and don't get it twisted. I don't like the word broke. I don't really um, like to associate myself with people that like to use that word or put that, claim that, because I'm, I'm not about that life. But what I mean is, you know, making a movie is, is, is all financial, you know. So, and trying to raise 60 grand um i'm also working a nine to five knowing that a lot of this money will more than likely come out of my pocket so it's financially challenging in that way 
And, you know, if I sit down and I think about, all right, well, if you weren't making a movie, what would you be doing with your money? Now I can say I would be investing in in this, doing this, doing things that I feel like would make me be able to make money. You know, I feel like with this movie, I'm spending a lot of money and I'm not really seeing any return. And there's no guarantee that I'm going to see any return, you know, but I feel like the bigger part of me is, okay, you started this shit for a reason. You got to see it through. Some days I'm just like, uh, you know, um, so yeah, so that's that, you know, so shout out to everybody that's kind of been in my ear and, and, and pushing me and, you know, encouraging me and also, you know, being by my side with whatever decisions that, you know, I will make or I feel is best for me at this time, you know. So there's that. Other than that, you know, um, Yesterday I went to the doctor and it was the first time in my entire life that I had a black woman GYN and I was just so like astounded. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. And she was, her bedside manner was impeccable. You know, I didn't feel a thing. Like I'm, I don't know any woman that loves getting pap smears. Like I just, I hate them. They, you know, a lot of doctors are rough. They don't, they, you know, it's just a very uncomfortable and awkward thing. But with her, I didn't feel a thing. You know, she talked me through everything she was doing. And I had to tell her, you know, I have never had a black doctor in this way. And I'm happy that you're my doctor and we need more of you. I've always been saying this, though. If you follow me on Twitter, I've been saying this for a very long time. You know, there needs to be, you know, medical facilities that just are black doctors, just doctors of, not the fact that I'm going to stay with black doctors because it's a different experience. You know what I mean? I mean, I can get wanting to be a doctor and why you'd want to be a doctor, but, you know, there's a lot of shitty doctors out there, and I had, you know, I've had some that have traumatized me in certain ways, and, you know, those experiences make me lean away from Western medicine, you know, it it makes me lean toward more holistic healing, like, fuck you and your pills, like, I feel like everything is a prescription, yeah, take this. Have one in the morning, you'll be fine. Like, what? Are you really concerned about how I'm feeling? How I'm feeling about this medication? I don't, I don't know. So, yeah. Another thing that I have been forced to think about again was my doctor, you know, um, asking me about if I wanted kids. You know, and I told her that I think I want to go on birth control for the next year because I'm making this film and, you know, saying I I have to, I mean, ain't nobody, fuck it. But, like, so, um, but, you know, I was just thinking just as a precaution, you know, I can't afford to be pregnant while I'm doing this 
this film shit my, my character is not pregnant she won't be pregnant or um, nah you know so you know I had to deal with my doctor telling me you know um how you know it's getting riskier for it'll be riskier for me to have kids at this age and you know if I do think about doing it within the next year year and a half and I'm just like I don't need this pressure right now I don't you know I feel like my close friends have kids and they are not babies you know they're either grown or they are like above excuse me they're above like eight years old and I'm just like trying to figure out what the fuck would my life look like at 43 44 with a newborn baby I don't know I don't know you know I know there's a lot of people that do it you know I personally wasn't a fan of having kids when I was in my 20s. Like, it's your 20s. I was in my 20s. I was partying. I was, like, just, you know what I'm saying, living life, trying to figure life out. So I, I, I never understand, like, how how can you really find out who you are in your 20s if you got a kid? I don't know. My mom was about... 26 when she had me so um and you know her story is different but she was she was it was a different time you know it was the 70s and now it's just like I feel like things are way more difficult and way more expensive so you know I I don't know at this point I don't know if I if I truly 100% want kids anymore you know um I don't see myself as a single mom. Shout out to the single mom, but that's just not my motherfucking life. I'm not doing that because I'm already, you know what I'm saying, struggling on my own. It's just me. I definitely, I'm not doing that with a kid. I don't have the support like that, you know. So, um, it's different when you have family support and, and just support, period. But that's not how my 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 life is built, you know. My mom is is blind, so what I look like saying, Ma, who watched the baby? <laughs> She'll be like, What? <laughs> so, um but I actually think the baby would be fine with my mom as my mom wasn't always blind. So I don't know, but yeah, that's something else that's been forced to the forefront of my mind and um you know, I'm I've I don't know, I just as the days go on I'm kind of losing you know, energy toward that thing, you know. Um, it's interesting. I Yesterday I was sitting on the couch and I was watching, uh, I think I was finishing up The Queen's Gambit, which is fantastic, by the way. If you're looking for something to watch, head on over to Netflix and watch The Queen's Gambit. It's a limited series. That means it's only seven episodes. It's not coming back. And it's the best thing I've seen since, Lovecraft and um, two totally different stories but they were they were both really well done and 
you know, I know someone that doesn't like to watch a lot of things that have, like, white people. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you because um, the majority, <laughs> you're going to see white people in. And um, I don't look at, I don't look at movies like that, you know, probably because I'm an artist. I look at it as art. It's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. So, you know, um, with that being said, there's one black person in the Queen's Gambit and... I still think it was incredibly well done, you know, bravo to the writers and director because that shit was inspiring and I don't see a lot of stuff that's inspiring, you know what I mean? Um, So, so yeah, where was I? Oh, so I was sitting on the couch and I was watching this program and I was like overcome with emotion thinking about someone that I know that I used to be in a relationship with and I didn't know if that meant I didn't know what it meant I didn't know if it meant that he was thinking about me he was sending me energy I didn't know that um if something was going on with him and I had to fight the urge to like contact him I mean we're friends you know we're friends so I could have easily done that but it had me thinking about exes, you know, I was just kind of, I kind of went into thinking about the relationships I've been in over the past, I don't know, decade or so, and how they've shaped me, you know, I've been, I think that a lot of women have been in some really awful relationships, some really fucked up experiences, and you know, looking back, I feel like, damn, I could have, I could have avoided a lot of that heartache, but I was young, and I was, I ain't gonna say I was young and dumb, because I'm not dumb, but I was young and kind of just, like, wanting the whimsical relationship that we might see on TV, and I ain't even going to hold you. It was never that way, ever. I've never been in a relationship where I've felt it was whimsical and just filled with fucking fairy dust and, and unicorns. Absolutely not. Never. Never. Not one. And I feel like... Maybe my expectations of what relationship should be is skewed. You know, I want, like many other women, I want the the fairy tale life. You know, I want my king in, in shining armor. You know, I want it to be light. I want it to be good, rich. I want it to have layers. And... I mean, I understand why I was in some of the relationships I was in. I was, I was fucked up. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't right. I had to go to therapy to kind of sort some shit out. But now, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, is, is the person that I think is like would be my my twin flame, <laughs> if you will, does that person even exist? Or am I at a, a a stage in my life where I just got to kind of settle? You know, 
And if you know me, you know that I don't like the idea of settling. I would rather be I would rather be single for the rest of my fucking life than to settle for some shit that's not going to make me feel 150%. You know, so I'm wondering like out of the people I know that are in relationships, are y'all settling? <laughs> like are y'all just there because it's comfy? Because, you know, you know what you're going to get on a day-to-day. I, I don't want that. You know, I don't I don't want some shit that's, that's like, routine. You know, I want spice. I want, like, excitement. I want, like, I want to, like, explore the unknown and, and, and have, mm, I don't even know if I can really explain it, but hopefully you know what I mean. I'm just... That oomph, you know, I don't like routine. A routine relationship makes me think of a a marriage that's just like, y'all just married, y'all been married, this is what y'all do, y'all just kind of exist around each other. No, nope, 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 not doing that. I'm not doing that. You know, I got to feel like every day I wake up next to you, I want to explore, I want to experience something new with you, you know what I mean, and I haven't, I've never really felt that, so I'm wondering, like, does that kind of thing even really exist, or does it only exist in my mind, I don't know anybody that's happily married, not one, I have a friend that was married, that's married, they had, they separated, they, you know, got back together, renewed their vows, like, marriage is like, at this point in my life, at my big age of 42 years old, marriage is very unappealing to me, there's nothing about marriage that makes me be like, yeah, I want to do this, (laughs) I mean, of course, you can easily say, nah, when you're not thinking about it, when you're not focused on it, someone's going to swoop in and surprise you in that way, Uh, that may very well be but it it hasn't happened you know what I mean um and it makes me wonder like am I was I born to just be single you know was I born to be like a solo entity just kind of moving through the world on our own recognizance and just experiencing and and filling her soul on her own? I don't know. I mean, if it is, that's that's interesting. (laughs) That's very interesting. Um, Am I, was I born to just be a player? (laughs) Um... I'm not a player, by the way. I'm just, I don't have the energy for, to be dealing with multiple people. I used to. That shit is exhausting. Um, so I just be chilling. <laughs> Especially now. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I wish that weren't, like, or that wasn't, like, an idea in my mind that I was, that I'm supposed to be, like, solo dolo. As I move through my life, um, I mean, for the most part, it's cool. Sometimes it's not. 
um, I just know that my heart and my soul hasn't been filled by anyone like that yet. And I'm kind of like losing hope in that, you know. Um, I just don't have like the patience, I think, that one needs to really get to know someone. I think that at my age, I'm stuck in my ways with some things that I'm not that I'm, I'm rigid on, you know, I'm not, there's certain things I'm not going to change, because I've worked really hard to get where I am, and I'm not really willing to let anybody fuck that up, you know, so, I don't know, but, tea break, you know, my friends, they all love love, you know, um, best friends get married, you know, I don't go Brandy, she's just a very big believer in 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 love and there's someone for you. My homegirl Melissa, she's just like, You're not meant to be alone and I'm just like, Oh yeah, motherfucker's got a man. Like <laughs> get the fuck out of my face with this shit, you know. Um so it's hard and you know what else is hard? It's hard being a single friend a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because I see how, you know, life changes as you get older. You know, relationships change. My my married friend, she, she, um, I had said to her, I might have mentioned this before, but I had said to her, you know, why don't we try to get together once a month? Because, you know, you got the kids, you got stuff going on. And she said, you know, I don't, I can't promise that. And I was like, taking it back, like, bitch, it's once a month. Once every 30 days, you can't meet with your friend. I had an issue with that. I still have an issue with that. So I kind of fall back in that way if I feel like the effort is not being made. You know, I definitely feel like shit is going to change when my best friend gets married. It's just different. Like, you're building a life with somebody. And you know what? The thought of building a life with someone is fucking terrifying with me. For me. Terrifying for to me. <laughs> Listen, I haven't even had my fucking detox breakfast liquid, liquid breakfast, whatever the fuck. Um, so, it's terrifying to me. Like, yet you literally have to, have to worry about someone else, their well-being, their, like, existence. I don't, I don't, mm, there's something about that that makes me uncomfortable, which, which is probably why I'm not meant to get married. You know, like, worrying about me is enough. Like, that's a lot right there. Worrying about my family is a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. So to have to worry about somebody else and their family, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I will say the thing that I don't like is how the, you know, friendships shift when, um, you know, your friends get married. And it's just trash to me. It's trash to me. And I really don't care how you feel about me feeling that way. You know, or anyone for that matter. I think it's trash. I think that, you know, you, you build these relationships with your friends and over years. And then, you know, they get into a relationship and they, then they're getting married. And it's just like, you don't know, like, I've known you longer than him, like, you know what I mean, so, um, I guess I'm very selfish in that way, and I will happily admit that, like, I don't have a problem saying that, and I don't have a problem feeling that way, I'm entitled to feel how I feel, but, 
I don't know. I just kind of prepare. I, I think I think there's a part of me that kind of keeps people at a certain distance so I don't have to become dependent on them or the friendship. And it's something I realized recently, you know, I I like keeping the space because the space allows me to kind of still be in my own world, you know, not get too attached to people. I might sound weird or fucked up, but that's that's exactly what it is for me. Like, I have... I don't have, no, 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 I've never had attachment issues, but I definitely have abandonment issues, you know, so, like, I'm kind of preparing myself mentally for how things will change when my best friend gets married, you know what I mean, um, just gonna have kids, it's it's just gonna be different, and when you're a single friend, oof, this shit is a lot. You know, so, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of rambled on to, I don't even know how I got here. (laughs) My bad. But that's just kind of where I'm at. That's just, these are the things that I've been kind of thinking about that have been kind of crossing my mind. You know, um, I'm not sure if my experiences with my exes have, or, or, have been good for me now in the end or bad. Um, I know they happened. And one thing that's the common denominator with a lot of them is that I just wish, I wish I didn't. You know, because a lot of them brought a certain type of pain that I, I it's hard for me to kind of, you know, still deal with sometimes. I mean, I'm all right. But if I sit and I think about it, it's just like, damn, I really went through some shit that's, that kind of low-key traumatized me in a lot of ways. You know, um, I think they definitely are the biggest reasons why I'm so selfish. My time, with my energy, with my my mind, you know. I don't know. But yeah, that's where I'm at this week. Um, I go back and forth with trying to figure out if I should keep doing this podcast. You know, I think it's natural to wonder, like, how many people listen? And I feel like you never get an accurate count. Um, I know I was inconsistent over the months, but I don't know. For the mean, I mean, for for the meantime, I guess. I'll keep doing it, but if you listen to my podcast, let me know. I'm curious to know who listens, you know, um, send me a shout on Twitter or Instagram, you know what it is, all the links are in the, in the description of this episode, you know, so in the meantime, in between time, I'm wishing you all a really decent week, you know, um, Good is subjective, depending on what you have going on, but I think that I hope that you are at the very least in a in a decent space mentally, 
because it's hard for me to stay in a decent headspace these days. Shit is all over the place. One minute I'm crying, one minute I'm mad, one minute I'm just like indifferent, you know. Um, and it's interesting because I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I really want to be loved the way I want to be loved. I don't want to be loved the way you might think it's best for me. You know, I want it how I envision it, and I think that that shouldn't be an impossible thing. Clearly, I'm in my motherfucking feelings this week, so (laughs) on that note, I'm going to go. I'm going to see y'all next week. Have a good week, y'all.